Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. While there is technically no swearing at Winding Circle Temple, we do occasionally swear at the Reading Circle Temple. So if you are listening in a place or with a person that doesn't do swear words, you may want to find another time to listen. This has been your Obscenity Warning. Welcome to the Reading Circle Temple. I'm Molly. I'm Indy. I'm Brittany. And I'm Goodwin. And today we're reading chapter 10 of Cold Fire. Have your cup of coffee. Or tea. Or your drink of choice. And let's teach a motherfucker some manners. Yes! Chapter 10 opens with Daja and Frostpine at the Kukisko Mage Society Ball. Daja meets Haluda Salt, who is Frostpine's partner in the counterfeiting case. She's a badass. She suspects that the last fire was uh, set. Daja tells her that she and Ben suspect that the fire before that was also set. And that Ben told her that he would go tell the magistrates. And Haluda Salt's like, uh, haven't seen that, but it might be sitting on my desk. Hmm, I wonder why she hasn't seen it. Interesting. I wonder. I wonder. Then Daja goes to talk to Arnon, check on how Nia is doing in her studies. Arnon's friends pick on Daja because she's 14. And Daja pulls, pulls out her mage medallion. They all shut the fuck up. Arnon answers her questions. On the way home, Frostpine is cocooned in blankets. That just has to That's be noted. Nice. That's a nice visual image. And That's, before that... they get home, there is another fire. And who happens to be there? Hmm, Ben. If hmm. things to say about that, but. Daja and Frostpine get Surge to stop. They actually tell him to just go home. And he's like, nope, my job is to bring you guys home. So I will stay here with the horses 
take all these otherwise, blankets. They're going to need them. Otherwise, so they'll be murdered. Right, right. <laughs> yes. Serge knows his duty. He does. He does. I love Serge, though, is. honestly. I really do, too. He's one of my favorite side characters. Daja and Frostpine bring the blankets to Ben, who is directing his firefighters. And they soak the blankets and they want to know what we can do because both of them can firewalk. They each grab a handful of wet blankets and Frostpine goes to the servant's dormitory, I think. It doesn't say. It says that they grab some blankets and they run in. Part one of our three-step reading process is reading like a novice. This is where we talk about what we liked and didn't like. We need to talk about Haluda Salt. This is the first time we meet her. Uh, She's the magistrate's mage. Reminds me of Veruca Salt. (laughs) 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 So now I want a crossover of her with uh, the Willy Wonka character. They're like cousins. Yeah. I think she would hate her cousin. Oh yeah, for sure. She'd be like, oh my god, that snobby brat who I would just like to drown, except that I'm basically a police officer and I shouldn't be breaking the law when I'm supposed to be enforcing it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It'd be a cool crossover though. (laughs) The question is, in this crossover, is she her adult self or is she like the same age as Veruca and just like oh my god I have to like go to this stupid family reunion and my cousin's gonna be there. Veruca is also an adult but I think it would be better if they were both children. (laughs) I think it would be so great. Yeah and they get (laughs) stuck going to a family reunion and Haluda is just like oh my god I'm gonna die at this thing. So yeah, she's a badass. I also, I I just really enjoy the snarky commentary between her and Daja and Frostpine. Just some really great dialogue. Also, Potcracker is notably not present, which is great. Yeah, those are the big things. That and uh, Ben and Fire. Okay, so here's the thing. Brittany, this this is the one thing that I thought was like off about Britney's suspicions about Ben. Britney suspected Ben in part because he was always at the fires. He's also the basically the fire chief. So I think it was absolutely fair for him to always be at the fires. Now, he is also the arsonist. Yeah, but he wasn't called to the third fire. He wasn't there. So Yeah, and he wasn't there. And he also made sure that he set fires that was close by. So it's fair that he's always there because he set them so he could be there. Yeah, but I think I think even if he hadn't set them, he would be there because he's the fire chief. And which we see with the first fire, because the first fire wasn't set. As far as we know. No, they basically they confirm it. Yeah, it wasn't set. It was the yeah. little boys that set the fire. Oh, that's yeah, right. Because they, they say they say in that chapter they talk to the boys and, and we they don't like directly say, but we kind of the text basically implies that they were kind of playing around and like knocked over a candle or something. They were playing yeah. around where they sh- where they weren't supposed to, broke a lantern, knocked over a candle, and the, the barn caught fire. Also, at some point, it lists the fires that Ben has set, and that is not one of them. Mm-hmm. So it says he set the warehouse fire, which happened before the book began, and he set the fire in Shop Girl District. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it skips over that barn fire. So we know that barn fire wasn't set or if it was, it certainly wasn't by Ben. Uh, but he was there because he's the chief. He's he's the, the fire chief. 
and so I think it's fair for him to be at the fires because he's the fire chief. So they're probably going to call him, except the one time that they didn't. And the house Uh fires usually take at least an hour to like totally burn down. So there's time for him to get there theoretically. Yeah, but this is this is the first fire where we know for a fact that he is the arsonist, and we have Daja there trying to save people. My question is with this one. He has a device that he makes. There's a lot of people within this building, so I wonder if anybody actually sees the device that's in there. I don't know. Especially now that uh, Daja and Frostpine are going in there, I wonder if they're going to find said device because they can firewalk. We will. Maybe we won't, but Pierce's writing's pretty tight, so I think most likely she would cover that. I do want to say that this chapter has made me want to read ahead more than any other chapter. I'm the opposite. Beginning, I wanted to read more and more just to see if Ben was the arsonist. Now that I know it's the arsonist, I'm like, okay, I can go a chapter by chapter now. But I want, like, it still hasn't told me yet if it's him! I need to know. I need to know my right. Yeah. yeah. But now you get the uh, how will Daja figure <clears throat> it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I'm right. not ready. Style. So I'm okay with slowing down because that's going to hurt like hell. Yeah. yeah. This book is going to hurt. And it's going to hurt in a completely different way than the last two did. I mean, like, in <clears throat> even in this chapter, she's still talking about how much she idolizes Ben and, like, Mm-hmm. All of these people make comments, and she's just like, mm, "Poor Ben," mm-hmm. and we're just like, "You motherfucker!" You're gonna fuck yeah. her heart up. Yeah, poor thing. Yeah, she's in for a world of hurt, and I'm not ready. Yeah, yeah. I did notice that. I think she was picking up on some of them this chapter. Mm-hmm. Like it's real subtle, but in the writing, she's like getting hints. She's getting hints this chapter. <laughs> That maybe not yeah. all is. I feel like seen. there were two major ones for sure. She said something about Ben saying that he was going to say something about that fire being set, and she still hasn't seen it, but it could still be on her desk. No, right. it's not. So I think that's a major flag there. And then when right. they show up, he looks irritated at the, that they are. I think that's another one because she's not sure why he looks upset about them being there. So I think right. that's another yeah. hint. Weird look and she face. just kind of figures, okay, it's, it's probably stress. This is like the worst fire that's happened so far, and yada yada yada. Well, yeah, nope. see, I I feel like he's not so much mad that she's there. She's mad that frost. He's mad that Frostpine's there because Frostpine knows more, right? And like isn't enamored with him. Yeah. He, he's not scared to go, hey, motherfucker, let's throw hands right here, right now. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, he's got more control over Daja. And mm-hmm. kind of like Brittany was talking a few episodes ago, he's leading her on and in ways it's easier for him to lead her on than it is to lead Frostpine on. Daja thinks that he's a hero, is idolizing him, and in part because, well, she's 14. She yeah. doesn't know any better. She and doesn't she, doesn't, she doesn't have the, like concept that good people do bad things right right there's a lack of life experience yeah there's some really great lines surrounding this there's a few scenes that i'm thinking of that are going to come up before the book is over that i just really love we get these little moments with her and other characters that are just really great writing i'm excited for it but i'm not ready <laughs> again we have the reference to 
dyed her hair blonde so many times it looked like straw. I believe that we got this description in a previous chapter. Mm-hmm. This is like the third or fourth mention of it because it's like in one of the super early chapters and then I think it happened like twice more. I know it happened in last chapter. I think about Mora-chan was one of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is this is this book's Power Like a Cloak to mm-hmm. Ocarina. They mentioned this illusionist competition. I'm really interested to see if that comes back in the counterfeiting case. Oh, it has to. She wouldn't just uh... mention something like that, I wouldn't think. Then again, there's been a couple other books where she mentioned something and then it never comes. Like the Pirate Queen. Like but the curse know. in Briar's book. Yeah, the curse too. Maybe the curse was that he'd live a long and successful life. Frostpine was a believer that well-fed students worked harder. Amen to that. I, mm-hmm. I see also why he and Tarot are friends, because we get this from Tarot as well. We find out in this chapter that Oakbourne went to Lightsbridge with Crane. Yes! Yes! I want so to know... He went, he went to school with Rose of the Worm then, too. Cause... Yes, it does! Yeah. Because they went to school together too, so I wonder if he he has to know Rose Thorn as well. Oh he has. Yeah. Because Crane uh, and Rose Thorn had like a healthy little competition together. Uh, we've already called for the fan fiction about Rose Thorn and Crane at Lightsbridge. Oakbourne clearly needs to be there. Yes. I want to know if this in any way influences Oakbourne's opinion of rich people. Oh, it mm. most definitely probably did. But because he's we... talking in a high, like, he's talking good about Crane, though. So, I don't know. I don't think so. Because he true. seems like he's friendly with Crane. He would have just been like... How can you be friends with that man? <laughs> Crane's a highfalutin fella, but he's not bad. Anis cookies. Yes. And they uh... are Christmas cookies from Germany, and they look fucking bomb that's really interesting because i grew up in new mexico where there are christmas cookies from mexico that are super super popular they're called biscochitos and they are the new mexico state cookie i actually that is what i pictured and i thought that was really cool and was like oh they're biscochitos the the germany thing probably makes more sense considering everything else we have about lamorn but uh yeah i i looked it up specifically and these These were German specialty Christmas cookies. They're also super popular in a few other places, including Switzerland. They look bomb as hell. I found a recipe and I'm like, hmm, I have plenty of anise. Might as well try it. So I might try cookies. We don't know yet. That would be very cool. Describing Frostpine, his head shot up out of his cocoon like an irate turtle from its shell. (laughs) I love that description so much. Uh, we've, we've already talked about how awesome Serge is. His whole thing about where they're like, go home, and he's like, no, I would get murdered, reminds me of Briar rescuing Mai in Street Magic, when she's like, no, just, I'll get to the temple by myself, you go take care of Evie, and he's like, uh, uh-huh, uh-huh. yeah, if I want Rosethorn to, to make a rug out of me. So. <laughs> Taking responsibility. I really love, like, description of, like, the dress for this ball. Like, I just really love all of the details to it. I also really like no one could ignore Frostpine even in this gaudy crowd. <laughs> this man stands out so much. 
<laughs> I really just love the, she also referred publicly to some of our richer members as parasites. I doubt they would welcome her. I want to be that. I want to make such <laughs> waves that rich people are like, ah, this bitch. This I... bitch. <laughs> but, so this is evidence that potcracker is awesome. Yes. But the evidence that we have that Paluta Salt is awesome is the following line where she's like, but I think she's being overly nice to these people. Yeah. Because there are parasites that feed on parasites. So real parasites actually do some good and these guys don't. Yeah. I love that so much. But yeah, no, potcracker equals goals. I bless Shuri and Hukoi for keeping my nature sunny, unlike yours. That's just so good. If you earned your living making old men look young and fat women look thin, I should think just doing something pretty would be a relief. Let them have their fun. I, I love that. Because Frostpine's like, listen, they gotta, they gotta do something that's not work all the time. And I highlighted this one specifically just because it made me laugh. And I said, why not give up doing love potions if you have to keep moving so jealous husbands and lovers won't catch you? just thought that was fucking hilarious that made me laugh Daja's cider was cold but it wasn't the cider that made her sad it's like ooh, ooh, motherfucker stop monopolizing on the beautiful women bring them down here so we get a chance i love that there's just so um, much snappy dialogue lots of good, good good banter yeah <laughs> just good dialogue in this chapter i wanted Daja to get uh, some experience with other smiths and other mages ways of doing things so only if if only so she can see mine is best <laughs> just fucking uh, frost pine out here just the whole like interaction between uh snot nose over here yeah the ju- the jumped up cack with a maggot's complexion as uh <laughs> put it let me just tell you that is a grade A insult right there. Like, holy fuck. Daja being able to pinpoint exactly what the three foster siblings would do. Briar wow. would punch him or wrap him in vines. Sandry would uh, treat him to noble scorn for commoner who touched her friend. And Tris would go so white hot with fury that she would literally have to find cold water to stand in so she could nurse a rage headache as water seethed and boiled around her. That one sounds terrifying. Yeah. Can you just imagine Tris being that mad, just going and standing and like in a public event? She like goes yes. and goes, ah, here's a bucket of ice and just stands in it. And the ice starts boiling. Just the way that this is phrased really just it's a good example of Daja, I feel, is just the I have things to do just now, she said quietly, or I would teach you manners. But I'm busy. You'll have to mm-hmm. wait. Touch me again and I won't make you wait long. Yeah. That's terrifying. <laughs> I want to be that person. I'm busy. But uh, if you touch me again, we're going to fix this up. right here, right fucking now. Kugiskin mages were infamous for experiments once. The idea was to get them as far away from the city as possible without actually throwing them out. God, yes. <laughs> I just love that. Maybe these Northerns are smarter than I thought. <laughs> Just frostbite fucking cackling. I put I put that one down too because it reminded me of the fucking uh, the College of Winterhold from Skyrim. 
Yeah. Where it is literally outside of the city on its own little like rocky point because the mages be doing stupid shit. And at one point the city got destroyed. Whether or not it was the mages, nobody knows. But mages be doing crazy shit. So you don't want them in the middle of town. Yeah, exactly. Frost Pine being all bundled up. I feel that. Together, Dodge and Surge bundles Frost Pine in fur throws and blankets with hot bricks under his feet before they set off. Like, nude. I mm-hmm. That sounds so lovely. Okay, it's so like I a just, little cocoon. I just, I like to picture that, like, Frost Pine doesn't function in cold weather. And so, like, the more he's, like, forced to deal with it, like, he's, like, one of those uh, animatronics that, like, after a while, when uh, their batteries run out, they're just, like, that's Frostpine. I think it's so cute, though. He's, like, this big, burly man, and he's wrapped up in a cocoon. It's so cute. (laughs) And when he has to pop his head out of his cocoon, he looks like an irate turtle. like an irate turtle. Why it's are so you making cute. me uncover my head, damn it? <laughs> what, what are you doing? <laughs> his head is very cold because he has the cold spot right here. Yeah, he doesn't Poor have guy. any hair up here. He has yeah. hair everywhere else. It's yeah. fine. So, yeah. That's me. I, I am frostbite in the cold. <laughs> we do not get along. I want to be bundled up. Something about this conversation with Frostpine and Haluda and Daja when <laughs> when Frostpine says that he is, you know, forcing himself to, to not say good things about Daja to other people uh, because it's for her own good, you know, so she will be strong. Just the, the fucking sarcasm, you know, dripping off of that conversation. <laughs> I, I really think Frostpite is like my, like, there's so much good chemistry in these books, but Frostpite is just so, so funny. Ben wouldn't blame the novice firefighters. He would blame himself. That yeah. hurt. That fucking hurt yeah. to read. Digging that knife in a little deeper and twisting it just a little bit to get you feeling bad about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he might blame the novice firefighters. Yeah. Or, you know, anybody else. Oh, he's hoping people are gonna die. He's so hoping people are gonna die in this. They should have listened. If only they should've had listened. paid yeah. attention during firefighting class or whatever. And they should have uh, let him have more people to train mm-hmm. and fund him more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like uh, they might do that now since uh, rich people are dying, possibly. Mm, that's a good point. I think that's one of the major reasons that he set the fire there. He's like, oh, rich people don't want to give me fucking money. Rich people going to die now. Now I'm yeah. some fucking money. Admittedly, rich people don't care about stuff until it affects them directly. So. Exactly. It's a general rule, yeah. He's not wrong. He's wrong. He's not wrong. He's just going about it wrong. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Part two of our three-step reading process is reading like a mage. This is where we look for a theme or a message in the chapter. What theme or message did you find? The theme that I found is that looks can be deceiving. First off, uh, Daja with Arnon. Um, mm-hmm. She had a very, she only met him once, right? But she had a very specific kind of mental picture of who this person was in her head, as most apprentices are to their, you know, mage uh, teachers. Uh, they usually just chase after him, no mind of their own. But she can tell that he is sharp and inquisitive and artistic, and he does have a mind of his own. And he does seem to be very capable and kind of understanding of what she is expecting out of him compared to how he initially reacted when she asked earlier, you know, a, a little bit earlier in their conversation. Because he was like, oh, she's not causing, Nia's not causing trouble. He realized that she's a, a fully-fledged mage. Uh, he he really kind of got on top of it and was like, she's learning this, she's learning that, she's good at this, I can see that the meditation's working. And she kind of gets some newfound respect for him because he's clearly not just some, you know, no-brain loser who's just trying to ride the coattails of a great mage. Like, he, he's, he seems to be pretty pretty solid and dependable and then daja with i want to say yoban yoban whatever his name is yeah uh daja is a is a is a full-ass mage you are not you are but a mere student and you can't just be fucking 
talking down to people, especially guests. Like, I'm assuming that they, yeah, he knows that she's, like, traveling. Like, how the fuck are you going to be rude to a guest? And it, it, That's it why he didn't up. like her, because he knew that she was from the South. So, yeah, just kind of a fucking asshole. And it's like, don't, you never know who you're fucking dealing with. I, especially, I imagine, this sort of situation with, like, a mage dinner. Like, clearly everyone there knows magic. And you just happen to instigate essentially trying to start a fucking fight with like a grown-ass mage like you're gonna get your fucking ass beat and he is lucky that she is pretty well tempered especially compared to her inner dialogue of the rest of her friends who we all know we all know how they are they would not Mm -hmm. take that (laughs) uh he he reminded me a lot of people in our world especially with the line him saying She's just another southerner come to take the bread from working mages' mouths. Like, the people in our world are like, oh, the Hispanics are coming here to steal our jobs. Yeah, there's there's definitely a very uh, specific thing that uh, the author is trying to to say here. I I don't know what it is, but, you know, it's it's, it's there. (laughs) Yeah. Ben is dressed messy, you know, now that we know. Feels planned. Feels forced. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, did you have to? Are you really that disheveled? I don't think so, yeah. sir. Mm. I don't think so. Being the fire chief, shouldn't you have clothes ready to go? Like, yeah. It's, it's, mm, it's like, <laughs> they really caught you that off guard where you can't put your pant leg in your pant and in your shoe or whatever. <laughs> yeah. All and right. then, this might just be a, you know, because this isn't a, a whodunit kind of mystery. It's a, catch him kind of thing you know we're waiting to see how dodge is going to catch him but like it's a lot it's a lot for he's trying very hard to look like he's not no looks can be deceiving mine was the exact same thing i wrote status we have the obvious battle of status between dodge and Jerkface, which she wins and it's delightful but we also have all of the talk about like we have all of the people dressed up to show their status and then Haluda talking about how status kind of gets in the way and that being why Potcracker isn't there. It's a rich people ball. So dare I ask what your theme is, Indy? Eat the rich. I don't think that's actually what the theme should be, but like all of that business at the ball just makes me go ah yes more reason just eat the rich i'm I'm just gonna pull a a specific line which i highlighted because there's a lot there the two had discussed that topic laughed in a knowing way daja hated them was this what the meditation work and study were for to make the rich men richer and supply material for smutty jokes eat the rich they do nothing get rid of them consume them that is the thing i walked away with for a theme is rich people fucking suck it doesn't matter what uh what world you're in so we should just eat them because at least that way you know they're providing nourishment for uh uh, people so um some something of value there, there is there is a few who uh, don't deserve to be on that eat the rich list. One of which is Mackenzie Scott. This woman is awesome. She took Jeff Bezos for a lot of fucking money and said, you know what? I'm going to donate as much of it as I can. That's awesome. And did so.
So part three of our three-step reading process is reading like a mage. This is where we use the text to craft magic in our own lives. I wrote, he sees the beautiful everywhere. I don't know. I've always kind of tried to do this and a lot of people will say that I'm naive and such, but I feel like especially right now, it's important for us to be able to find the beautiful in life. The world is kind of a shitty place at the moment. And we all want to be a little bit more like Frostpine. Yeah. I think uh, finding the beautiful in things Molly, is a good thing to aspire you, to. You stole mine. That is literally what I had to. <laughs> because I also try and do this, especially now that I've gotten older and have reined in a lot of my problematic behaviors from when I was a teenager. <laughs> causing fistfights just you know otherwise being a dick I know I say a lot that everybody has magic everything has something about them that makes them a beautiful person unless you're Jeff Bezos (laughs) there's nothing nice about that man for the most part you try and find good things in people because I feel the the humans are naturally good I think that mostly environmental things is what causes like environmental like weight being brought up or like mental issues or whatever the case may be is what kind of makes people go to be ugly people and I'm not saying that people who have mental illnesses are ugly people I'm saying that there is people with mental illnesses that affect other people and that can make people ugly people I need to clarify that because i also am bipolar as fuck and i know i've been not good to people who have not been good to other people because i'm not good to them so yeah no should find pretty things in people and not be assholes to each other unless you're jeff bezos and we can just be mean to him and turn him into a luau pig that's so, okay that's okay <laughs> Mine is when that jerk face person tells Daja, whatever tricks you learn down south, you're interrupting adults here. You speak when you're spoken to. And having a child, I want to make sure that I'm never that way towards her. I think I do a pretty good job of this, not telling her speak when you're spoken to. But uh, it's a good reminder to have, I guess, because there's a lot of times that I'll be talking to like my husband and she'll try to interrupt and like hey we're talking uh, I know she has things that she wants to say too I just want to remember to let her join in on our conversations I guess um instead of being like well you're not an adult don't talk just have her be involved yeah, yeah. my personal magic is uh stay warm yes use hot bricks to keep yourself warm Yes. I had a I had a tough time finding one. That's what I got. That's all I got for you. Good night. I feel like that's good advice, though. Also, spoilers: there is a part in chapter eleven where Daja tells Frostpine, "Stay warm." You this ruined everything. Yep. The, the whole end of the book. Why are we even reading it? <laughs> this reminds me of there's a play called The Curious Savage. At one point, one of the characters is complaining that nobody ever tells her they love her. And one of the other characters is like, that's not true. I heard so-and-so tell you just this morning to take an umbrella because it's raining outside. And she was like, what? That means I love you? And she's like, yeah, that's that's one way to say I love you. And so it's, and she like lists off all of these other just sort of everyday things that we tell people. And uh, stay warm would be one of those. Yep. Everybody's love language is a little different. You know, some people do gifts. Some people are super like, touchy affectionate a lot of what we say to people 
and how we say things to people like be safe you know text me when you get home I made you this have you eaten today like shit like that is hey I'm checking in on you hey I love you hey I'm thinking about you I care about you I think that you're important enough for your you know this brief moment of me, I, I love people's love languages. I, I'm, I'm not a hopeless romantic, but I just love watching people interact with other people that they care about and like how they show that they care about this person. I just think it's cute. Like Steven bringing Brittany food. <laughs> It'd be adorable. Food is definitely one of my love languages. I like yes. food and he knows that. We like to end our episodes with an excerpt from the following chapter. So this is an excerpt from chapter 11 of Cold Fire. Frostbind cleared his throat. You said you came about something else. I'm going to expire of curiosity. He picked up one of Daja's rolls, ripped it in half, and buttered a piece. Haluda walked back to her chair and flopped into it. Josserick house. My people laid the inspection spells as soon as the remnants cooled. The fire wasn't accidental. It was set she told them. Daja's fork slipped from suddenly cold fingers clattering on her plate. Frostpine sighed. Have you any suspects? Only at least three for each servant and ten for each guest, replied the magistrate's mage. There's always that many people who wish someone ill, and they all must be questioned. Tracking the fire setter by his traces was a waste of time, she growled. Whoever did it burned all he used, so what we did find, the fire scoured clean. What's maddening, no one saw him, but he must have done it while guests were arriving for those parties. Look. Clearing a space on the tablecloth, Haluda sketched the ground floor of the house with a fingertip, her magic turning the lines to ink-like streaks. The front of the house, that looks over the cliff, in winter, it's closed. It takes the brunt of the wind off the sith. The servants stole whole carcasses, pig, cow, sheep in it. It's that cold. In summer, of course, it's lovely. Our fire setter broke in there. He walks up the cliff road, which no one uses for the same reason the house the house's front is closed off. He may as well have been invisible. Could you track him on the cliff road? Frostpine wanted to know. He had two pairs of boots, said Haluda. Our trackers followed one pair down to the down to a fire the hired sleigh men used to keep warm on the Catasep Isle of Alicut. None of them saw anyone throw cloth boots into their fire, of course. Then he walked away in clean boots. She grimaced and passed her hand over the drawing. It vanished. Curse him, rot his teeth, may he drop through thin ice, she growled. He laid a fuse to a good-sized fire, lit it, and left. By the time anyone knew the front of the house was burning, it was too late to stop it. The winds were like oil on the flames. She looked at Daja. If you or Revote Ladradin have any ideas about this Nali's, let me know. As soon as we've bagged our counterfeiter, this one's mine. I don't know what ideas I could have, Daja said. Ben's the one who studied all this. But you're a mage, and in his company, you... Someone rapped on the door and opened it without waiting. It was a housemaid. Behind her was a man in magistrate's colors. Be me salt. We've got a possibility, he said breathless. Bought 20 sheets of brass. We tracked him. Frostpine levered himself out of his seat as Haluda stood. She frowned at him. Are you up to this? She demanded. You look half dead. Magistrate's mage is so pessimistic, Frostpine replied, walking to the door. 
I prefer to think I am half alive and I know the marks of his power. You need me. Looking at Daja, he said, rest. Daja nodded. Bundle up, she replied, thinking the cat who mucked with money would discover he was no match for Frostpunk. I lied. She doesn't say keep warm. She says bundle up. But he also says he loves her by saying rest. Reading Circle Temple is produced by us, Molly, Brittany, Indy, and Goodwin. If you like the show, tell your friends about us. If you don't like the show, tell your enemies. <laughs> Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Or tell us what you think by emailing us at templeofreadingcircle at gmail.com. Find all of our episodes at readingcircletemple.com and find more sound clips by following the Reading Circle Temple on SoundCloud. Never miss a post by following Reading Circle on Tumblr. You can also follow Reading Circle Temple on Facebook and join the Reading Circle Temple Facebook group. See our cats by following Reading Circle Temple on Instagram. Or you can tweet at us at Reading Temple. A special thanks to Yellow is for Happy for our artwork. If you like their art, follow Yellow is for Happy Draws on Tumblr and Shannon and Draws on Instagram. Another special thanks to Brittany's brother, Thomas Dick, for our music. Find more of his music by following Thomas Dick on SoundCloud. Thanks to Tamara Pierce for writing The Circle of Magic, and thanks to you for listening. Let's all have coffee next week. On things that you didn't know, this is I have learned Natalie. something today. Indy and I are going to start a new podcast called Shit You Didn't Know. <laughs> Shit You Didn't Know. It'll be a very short podcast. It'll be like five minute episodes. Yeah. But hey, you know, you learn something. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.